Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. Hey, what's up, guys? Byron Rogers here once again, uh, CEO of a private security company out of Orange, California. I'm here with Eric Schmidt. Uh, we actually have known each other for quite some time, but it's an honor to have you here on the show, man. How you doing? I'm fantastic. It is it's more of an honor to be here. Trust me. I've been <laughs> for a long time. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about cybersecurity, some spooky stuff, you know, the stuff that nobody thinks about, but uh, is becoming a bigger and bigger deal, I'd say, uh, (laughs) today for sure. But me and you go way back, actually, like kind of way back, like nutrition shops and stuff back. Like, what was I? I was like just starting at EP when I first met you, huh? It must have been at least 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, it was, it was about 10 years ago. And, um, I guess we can get into your background, man. What have you done since did you, were you doing spooky stuff back then? Uh, yeah, but I didn't know it. So that's kind (laughs) of, kind of the weird thing. Yes. Where, where I'm at now is I went from, from, uh, health and nutrition over to law enforcement ended up going that route and, um, ended up finding myself in a high tech crimes technology kind of unit awesome. and that's why uh why we're here talking about cyber that is that's awesome i recently went to one of your kind of open source i don't know what you would really call open source information for me it was like an open source reconnaissance type of type of deal you know course that you taught which was ridiculously informative and really showed me kind of it really opened my eyes to how vulnerable people are even if they stay on the beaten path of like normal social media habits, you know, that, that I really appreciated uh, and, and was very impressed by man. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, dude. I was kind of blown away. I was like, man, it's been a while since we've caught up, but my main man, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Like, you know, I got loose ends. I got to clean up myself, but you know, as the world kind of evolves and more of us, put more of our information online and more of us do more stuff in like cyber space, if that's what they even call it. It seems like understanding how to protect yourself in the cyber realm is like just, it's, it's, it's becoming more and more important. What would you say? Yeah, absolutely. And the, um, the interesting thing about it is it kind of depends on your, your level of paranoia, right? So like, okay, you're, you've got a lot of stuff out there, but I mean, to you, it's like, who cares? So what? Yeah, it's yeah. already out there, right? So yeah. that's kind of kind of where it's interesting. Yeah, um, but yeah, we uh, our stuff is out there for sure. Yeah, and um, I think one of the other things because it kind of came at the same time. One of the other things that got me kind of keyed in on it was, man, like when I was talking to Ed Calderon a few episodes ago, and I was like, "Yo, what can civilians do to make themselves less attractive targets for abductions and kidnappings? What do civilians do to like make themselves attractive targets? And he's like, social media, like he didn't even hesitate. Like it was like social media, bro. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And I even shot you a text right after that. I was like, dude, he hit it on the head. Yeah, 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 you did. So, you know, like that whole social media, like your habits on social media. And I, I actually had someone reach out to me the other day that was like, Hey, I'm going to go to another, uh, I'm going on vacation. What are some do's and don'ts? I want to be able to, you know, navigate this country. That's a little sketch, uh, effectively, you know, what should we do? And I even reached out to someone, uh, uh, I think it was like, it was a few months back and they were talking about how they were going to be gone for like a month on vacation. And like before they even left. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, stop. <laughs> 
you know? But if that's not your world, it's an understandable mistake, man. And then also with regards to being able to offer protection, I think that a lot of companies need to look at being able to offer a cyber aspect to that. But back to you, man, what, why do you do what you do, brother? You know, yeah. big, strong dude. Like, why aren't you like, you know, ground pounding? <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe one day, man. Um, yeah. No, you're just- yeah. You know, I, I kind of just, just stumbled into it. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is, and the thing that I love that you do so much is that you talk about this, this lifestyle and, you know, there's some real evil out there. Right. For sure. And the, the yeah. internet has made it so much easier to commit crimes or to, or to stalk people. And that's because we've removed that personal distance, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't have to be near your executive anymore to harass or annoy him or get at him. Now I can do it from the internet. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I do what I do because I have an aptitude for it, but because it's also a need to protect people online in, in whatever capacity that is. Yeah, absolutely. And that, like, once I saw that need and started to perceive that, and I've had a number of, like, hybrid threats, and we all have, that have happened over the years uh, with clients. And, you know, this really is what's moved me to start looking or opening up, like, the cyber wing of my company, Bravo Research Group. Shameless plug. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, <Amen>. <laughs> you know, if your clients have something going on, think about, you know, knowing the right people that can help you. But really, you know, how often does your client get a weird message from social media from, you know, creeper number four, 45, 46 of the year, or, you know, or, you know, 400th of the year. And you're sitting here, you're looking at this text message and it's like, there's a number of different ways to look at getting the information you need about that person to understand them. Um, but uh, there's also a lot of information that's out there online that you as a team can learn how to do um, and learn how to get a hold of, you know? Um, so, you know, this, this is kind of like, you know, if you're thinking about your security detail, we're, we're getting threats all the time that it validates our work, validates what we're doing, understanding what we can do to either protect our clients uh, in the cyber realm. And then also, you know, what we can do to investigate who these people are and what they are um, is really what got my attention. And then also obviously makes suggestions about what we can do offensively, you know, instead of just looking for a bolo, um, you know, uh, to deal with that threat. So um, how would you estimate your skills against the opposition? Like how good are they like bad guys at like doing a lot of this cyber war stuff? That's a good question. You know, the, the interesting thing about, about cyber is that we're all kind of nerds, right? Right. So we, all share, we all share the information and we all go to DEF CON and we all talk and we learn from each other. And uh, in my experience, for the most part, the hacker community seems to be, you know, a lot of good people doing the right thing. And I believe that most people are inherently good. So hmm. I'm good. I've got good skills, but for sure, there's people way, way better out there. And, you know, I hope that we just learn from each other and, and kind of level the playing field a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's like a good hacker. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we call that a, a white hat hacker a white hat hacker that's what's yeah, up that's black hat no that's what's scary about it is it's all it's like revenge of the nerds on the out here you know what are good a few good tools like you know for civilians or guys that aren't law enforcement if they're trying to look into someone's information uh you know say we get a message from somebody threatening the client we get a message from somebody you know making advances towards the client and the client's okay look into this where do we start the good thing about, you know, the cyber world is, is I'm going to tell you my workflow right here, my secret. Boom, here we go. First step, Google shit. <laughs> is just click on it. Yeah. And that's kind of how, how all these investigations happen. And uh, I'd be actually curious to know how common are cyber type threats in your world? Like, is it the crazies that are coming after your clients or is it just, you know, mm-hmm. Why, why, uh, why target an executive in this, in this manner? Um, it's going to depend on your client demographics, right? So you're going to have like, uh, you're going to have like celebrities that are getting like weird messages all the time, you know, and those can sometimes, if they're weird enough, they draw some attention, you know, and there's like a whole department going through those assistants going through those. But I mean, those guys are getting weird messages all the time. People are sifting through them, you know, an executive, you have like executives that are like, mid-level visibility where, you know, like, um, uh, what's my man, Tesla. You know what I mean? Like my, my dude who's doing, uh, what's his name? It's not coming to me right now. Elon uh, Musk. 
Yes, Elon Musk, you know, like you have executives like this that are like somewhat known, but like, but they're not like, they are celebrities, you know what I mean? Like ever since you went on the Joe Rogan podcast and stuff like that, but you have a number of um, CEOs and and things like that are quasi known and they're going to also get, um, they're also going to get weird messages. Really what happens is people that are like not in their inner circle, but somewhere in their circles somewhere usually start sending the messages that know who they are and kind of where they are or are actually even a lot of times inside the corporation somewhere um, that have beef with the corporation. Uh, a lot of the types of incidents you get have like a workers violent workplace violence uh, undertone or like motivation to them as well. So that's what I've seen in the corporate world with regards to like threats and a lot of action actionable things that have taken place there. You know, I think that a lot of the time, with our clients in executive protection, just for being at the level they're at, they tend to have a considerable following, you know, like even my clients that are hush hush, like there's still enough people that know who they are that a dozen times a year, you get something that's like actionable. That's got a few sentences in it that are like, Oh, they're crossing the line there. Maybe we can get a knock and talk. You know, we can get some cops and just ask them about, what they meant when they said that, <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's when we kind of take a more, I call it offensive security. Some people don't like that posture, but for me, it's like, okay, I see something happening. I'm going to go on ahead and like proactively, not proactively set up a defense. Like I'm going to go on ahead and do something, start some chain of events. That's going to like get that person to take a step back. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, man. So that's kind of, that's what I'd say about that. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah. So I guess that kind of brings up a good point in that, you know, as far as executive protection goes, the goal of, of an attacker would be to either extort or embarrass your client. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to digital data and what's out there about you, you know, as long as you don't mind the stuff that's out there embarrassing you, you mm-hmm. know, you've already defeated one of those kind of threats or, or one of the reasons why someone might come after you. Mm-hmm. I've noticed also too, a lot of the tone, the, the tones of inappropriate messages and signals that we get offline, you know, infatuation, wanting to get near the client. But like we're talking like, you know, 5149 status, like, you know, talking about just crazy stuff in the message and then how like they, that person is your bride or the husband of the client, the true bride, and they're going to find them and all this stuff, you know, so a lot of it is is people that get into their delusions and then they want to get close to the client. And so I guess even with that threat, like um, you were saying, basically your workflow is get online, do your research on this person. hundred percent. That's it. I mean, I think that's how everyone, I mean, in the class you were in that we did, you know, it was the first exercise I have you guys do was just yeah. Google your name and see what comes up. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where I start for most of the investigations. Mm-hmm. Would you say the, cause I've had, I've done that before and I've, is there some easier way of figuring out if you have the right information? <laughs> cause I'll get like, you know, I'll go use like Spokio or, you know, one of these softwares and I'll be like, mm, is this even the right person? You know, do you cross reference some of this stuff or. Yeah. The, so the big word in, in my industry is trust, but verify, you know, you yeah. got the information, you can trust that it's good, but you got to verify using multiple sources to see if, if mm-hmm. that's good. And, um, you know, a lot of time there's false positives, which can lead you to a dead end in an investigation mm-hmm. or kind of steer you off course. And that's frustrating about, about this kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. Trust, but verify, use multiple sources. You know, I don't like to pay for a lot of the services. I'm kind of like an open source free tool kind of guy. Okay. Um, so that's kind of where I go with it. Are there any free tools you can talk about on here that are the good ones versus the bad ones? Yeah, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a, you know, there's a lot of good tools um, for open source intelligence. One of the bigger ones I think is inteltechniques.com. I'm sure that everyone in your audience has heard of that tool. Yeah. Um, but again, even those tools are just different ways to query the web databases where all this information is stored to pull it out. So as far as software, hardware, I don't like to pay. Like I said, there's yeah. definitely tools out there for like event monitoring and geofencing and that kind of stuff. But I just use the free stuff. Okay. So the free stuff, there's enough free stuff out there to do a good job is really what you're saying. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think okay. even in the class that we did, um, yeah. I don't remember showing you guys any tools that were like paid or anything. It was basically no. just 
here's how to search this way and, and go from there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that's what I remember. And that's what I really appreciated by, about it, man. Um, cancel my like Spokio membership. <laughs> what are some applications you could say? What applications have you seen from like the digital world, you know, that, that you would say are pertinent to the security industry or even just to like, I don't know, protection? Yeah, let's talk about the the weakest part in all this, which is is the human. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I've seen you know the Craigslist, the Backpage stuff before it got taken down. Um, you know, people wanting to go out and and do bad things themselves is kind of where they get caught up. You know, they start wandering into a world where maybe they shouldn't be in. Mm-hmm. And the weakest link is a human and someone online, a hacker who be it just extorts that part of them, and mm-hmm. now you got a whole new problem. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you mean? Um, catfishing, man. Catfishing. Dating applications, people, you know, Ashley Madison, that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that cyber attack on Ashley Madison just leaked a bunch of records that embarrassed a lot of people. Wow. You know, that maybe shouldn't have been there. So, weakest link is a human. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to fix that human aspect of things, man. That's just the human aspect of things. You take like, you know, one, one of your clients, for example, right? You want to protect yeah. them on all sorts of physical levels, but you don't control yeah. that phone that they have at night. Right. So right. if they go out and do bad things, slip up, get caught. Now you've got a data breach or someone extorting them, you know, from a social media platform that they may be open themselves up to. Mm-hmm. Now something like that happening, like they come to you and they're like, Hey dude, the other night I went and did this thing. Now I've got this guy on my social media. Who's like, yo, if you don't give me like 10 G's, <laughs> you know, like, or whatever, what are the social dynamics that drive this? You know, like the social engineering that drives them. Yeah. Um, that I know that you're big on social dynamics and I'm huge on the social engineering side, which yeah. is, you know, essentially playing people or, or using them um, yeah. to divulge information. But, you know, online, like we talked about earlier, it's so easy for me to poach someone or stalk someone you know, yeah. behind that, that veil of the internet where maybe my photo's not even mine or, or it's not yours. You know, it's very easy to establish trust and rapport online. Yeah. You know, it's 10 times easier than, than in person. And so it's kind of, so far it seems like the lesson is don't trust, every, don't trust a pretty face, right. <laughs> you know. Now, if someone is in, in a situation like that, like can law enforcement do anything about this stuff? Yeah, I mean, because I feel like, you know, we've all gotten the call from the guy who's like, my name is Abdar. I am IRS representative. <laughs> you know, if you do not give me the money, you're going to jail right now. You know that guy, right? Yeah, um, yeah those are rampant. Yeah, like uh, I feel like law enforcement can't really do anything about that because you know he's in like he's in Pakistan for sure. That's where he is. Yeah, I can't tell you how many complaints. Um, we get in or, or to be honest, I mean, dead end investigations, right? Because yeah. you can be somewhere in another country and, and we're not going to come after you. But, uh, you know, clue number one, if that email is not in English and there's some spelling errors, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then uh, it ain't legit. So yeah. the number one thing, you know, to prevent yourself from a cyber attack is just to have the knowledge to know kind of what's going on. If you don't know someone that's contacting you, mm. you know, don't respond. Yeah. Lesson number one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the ones that I've recognized too, like they're asking for sensitive information in an email. Is that another good one? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, if they're asking for, you know, hey, respond back with your phone number, your date of birth, or, you know, yeah. where can I wire you some money? You know, maybe not the best, best person to go after. One of the funnier ones are the, mm-hmm. you know, the relationship scams, you know, where um, someone's in a bad situation in another country and they're just looking for love and, you know, they befriend and get into relationships with people who are, overseas and don't exist it's just the funniest thing and then they send them money yeah it, oh, it is crazy yeah. and it's usually elders that are targeted for this stuff oh, man. Um, but again you know how do you find elderly people you start with the web search and you find out who the oldest people are in your community yeah you go on facebook's and you go on you know all those kind of places and you start looking for them yeah another thing i've found works is the uh like i look at where the email's coming from sometimes they're like it's like a reputable company it's like it's like byron.starbucks at gmail.com you know like you know it's like reputable company at gmail with someone's name in front and i'm like why don't you have a company email you know yeah and it gets even worse when like you know if if i'm trying to spoof your email meaning that you know i'm using a service or a method to say that my email is coming from your email address inside your company 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you've got a big organization and I'm spoofing your email address, ordering my, you know, your secretary to go get you some, some gift cards or something and send them to this address, you know, we have that kind of stuff going on too, where it's not enough to just look at the email address because you'll see it as legit. Yeah. You know, in that case, you'd have to go up through the email headers and, you know, kind of work backwards and, and trace that email. Yeah. And I guess a good piece here too is like when in doubt, my new thing is if I get anything like asking me for sensitive information in an email, I send it to HR because the last one literally almost got me. Like I was like, eh, eh, nah. and then I was like, oh, this, I'm sending it to HR and I sent it to HR and they're like, good job. Thank you. We will never ask you for that stuff. But the email address looked legit. Like I thought it was our HR people sending me an email. Yeah, I'm, you've got to be targeted too. I mean, just knowing that you're a security professional, you know, if I were in another country, knowing that you worked with important people, I'd be like, hey, let's try and poach the, the security guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure well, you get those all the time. Yeah, I get a good amount. Of, that's why I'm like, I'm like half decent at recognizing them now, yeah. you know. Um, but I got folks to send them to. You know, they'll send them to they can. But really, is there any recourse that, like, other than just avoiding it? Right now, there's no justice for this stuff, is there? No, I mean it. It depends. Um, yeah, like everything, it depends. So, you know, we're we're good. Um, uh-huh. Law enforcement in general is is way behind, as we know. We're still catching mm-hmm. up. Um, there's a couple places. You know, m- my advice to you professionally is for sure obtain a police report, file a police report. Yeah. Um, you know, they got to take it. So demand that they come out and take a police report. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I'd recommend too is go into IC3, the letter IC3.gov. Okay. Okay. And that's a, a federal resource ran by the FBI that you can go and report your, your cyber crime. Okay. Uh, and then those get triaged and, and investigated out. But that's the second place. Huh. Okay. Um, but yeah, there, it's interesting because. That's a long answer. That's, that's the like, these guys will eventually like, you know, sure. catch up with these dudes, you know. That's good yeah. to know at least somebody will be like working on it on the weekends for a while. You know? Right. And eventually it's going to be, I mean, most of our crime, right. is going to be occurring online because why would I go, you know, rob Physically. that store if I can do it via wire. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, it's not awesome, but it like makes perfect sense. It's like, why would I, it's like, why would I, I mean, what the problem now is why would I hire a human to do something I get a computer to do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. It's cheaper. It's more efficient. It doesn't get aches and pains and complain and try and sue me. You know, uh, here we are, man. Times are changing. So um, what applications off the top of your head would you say this type of stuff has to security? Are there any other applications that come to mind? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's, there's, um, you know, there, there's countless applications, but, right. you know, if I can get the keys to like your, your financial freedom, your bank stuff, yeah. you know, I essentially control your life until I get what I want from you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just um, the physical security, it's, it's a lot of the, and I'd be willing to bet too that a lot of the physical security or maybe the instances that you guys run into come from an online presence where someone's done their homework to research your mm-hmm. target. Mm. You know, so I, I would argue that probably a lot of attacks come from an online presence at some point. There's a pre, there's casing taking place exactly. um, virt- virtually. Is there any way to know if you're being watched or detect somebody stalking you out there? Yeah. Um, really? Of, wow. Yeah, so <laughs> there's stuff I can talk about, stuff I can't talk about. But, yeah. um, you know, honestly, one of the best ways to figure out if you're being watched is to just ask, ask a chick, right? Because women seem to know everything mm-hmm. about each other on social media, who's liking, who's post. And mm-hmm. um, there's applications for Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. online applications that will tell you, you know, who your most important followers are, who's yes. who likes Stop. the most of your stuff. You know, if someone's liking every one of your posts and commenting, you know, it doesn't take a genius to find out that, that you've got a, a liker, you know, yeah, a liker. <laughs> um, Okay. Hmm. The ones that, is, that that's that worry me are the ones that just follow you and don't like anything ever. You know, like those are the like a liker is like friendly. You know, like yeah. a stalker is like a like that's more like a stalker. Like, that's why I've been following you, man. You never even knew it. Yeah, I know, right? Every now and then I pop in, and then I'm like, "Hey, Byron, come to this class. It's been ten years, but show up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the truth, man. I was like, "Oh, hey, that's what's up." <laughs> I would completely agree with you on that whole like 
you know, a lot of our threats come from a cyber or have a seed of, they, they have to have some kind of cyber contact before yeah. they make physical contact nowadays. Like they should build this into the planning cycle, you know, the, you know, of, of what's probably taking place uh, before an attack, because you'll almost definitely be seen online. I guess, are there anything that people, civilians can do to harden themselves and their presence online, make themselves a little harder to uh, victimize, you know, and still have a healthy social media life. Yeah. yeah. The way that I, that I state this to people is if, if you don't want your, your mom to see what you're doing online, right. Then don't post it because yeah. stuff is up there and you know, a lot of times you can't get it back. But the number one thing I see is um, weak passwords or reusing passwords. Okay. Right. So you got to harden your passwords and in general, just carelessness about posting too much information you know, for example, I'm sure some of your listeners here are using their dog's name or something as a password, right? No. <laughs> Never, right? <laughs> dog one, two, three, four. Right. Um, yeah, but, you know, where, where do I get your dog's name information from? You know, it's from your Instagram post. And so that's where the social engineering can play. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So if I can guess your dog's name and put a one, two, three, four at the end, and, you know, maybe I get closer to getting inside your circle. Uh-huh. So, it, you know, as far as... um. Those are some of the mistakes. The other stuff too, which is kind of surprising, is just the privacy settings. Okay. A lot of people don't know how to navigate the basic privacy settings for Facebook, Instagram, and social mm-hmm. media in general. Yeah. So just you got to learn the platform that you're on, mm-hmm. and when you're done with it, delete it. You know, delete your profiles and, and move on. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It seems like the biggest because the human being is the biggest failure point in this security strategy. Educating the human being is the biggest kind of component to really keeping yourself safe. Yeah, totally. Totally. And that's one of the reasons why that class is offered to civilians that you attended to is just to yeah. just inform people, you know, it's all, it's all out there. It's not like what I'm doing is secret. It's just, mm. you know, how you apply it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got to go to that class. There's a real good gouge in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree, man. It's kind of like for me, the social media game is like, and the online game in general, you know, two things you can't get back, words and bullets, you know, there's three things now, social media posts, <laughs> you know, that's how I look at it, dude. But anything I've put on there, I've thought through and I've thought that, you know, I can burn this. Like this is, this is, they can have it, you know, I don't mind if they have it. Yeah, but you're pretty good about that. You know, from a, like a, a professional standpoint, you've always done really good for years about just controlling what, what is out there. Yeah. You know, thank you. That's yeah. good to hear. A little OPSEC, OPSEC game. Too, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're throwing your stuff out there. Yeah. You know, every day you're creating content, man. Oh, yeah. You know, there's plenty <laughs> of personal stuff out there for you, but it's like, you know, what's your threat? Threat oh. on you? you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, so what? Yeah, yeah, right. What kind of tips would you give civilians about posting? Things you do want to post, things you don't want to post. Yeah. So for like, let's, let's take the dog um, example. So when we yeah. talk about social engineering, which is, you know, like we said, using your information to obtain more from you, mm-hmm. the way that I would think about it is if you were to get an email for, you know, um, let's say based on your, your public post that I can see that Byron Rogers likes, likes guns a lot, right? Yeah. For security stuff. So I might craft an email to you. Mm-hmm. Um, saying, you know, hey, click on this promo code for 50% off six hour coming from their email address, you might click on it, right? Yeah. So yeah. all that information that I've obtained is is from your social stuff. Okay. So I would post stuff that, like I said, you don't mind your mom seeing. Yeah. And, you know, if that stuff comes back to you in an email that's pretty personal and dialed in on your social media, maybe there's something more at play there. Yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't post, you know, your address, right? Because that's how you get yeah. people to show up at your house or videos in front of your address or, yeah. you know, people skateboard in front of their house all the time. So we've got license plates, vehicle license, information, yeah. your address, mm-hmm. just a lot of data, mm-hmm. you know, visual intelligence kind of stuff. Yeah. And people are big on posting like valuable stuff. You know, like I, I really don't post a lot of videos in my house. Like if you see me in my house posting a video, it's like me with a wall behind me. You know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> like me with like, like you see, you see me dog floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like that stuff makes, makes targets times and places when you're not going to be home, you know, like schedule information. 
yeah good too man like <laughs> that, that one drives me nuts i mean yeah. and I'm, I'm guilty of it we all are but it's like hey you know don't uh i'm gonna be out of the country for three weeks so don't don't worry if you can't get a hold of me it's like oh, yeah <laughs> yeah man because i mean you got to think i guess one of the most valuable things we do as security practitioners is you know assess ourselves and our clients through the eyes of the enemy yeah so for everyone listening, just do this exercise. Think about your social media freaking flow. What what are you posting? When are you posting? How are you posting? Go back and look at what you're doing. And if you were the enemy, would you be able to figure out your schedule and locations through your information? Like pick your friend, like do it. My man had us doing in the class, you know, Eric had us do this in the class, you know, go to look at your friend. Go to one of your friend's Facebook pages right now and see what you can figure out if you didn't know them based on what they're posting. And if you can figure out the sensitive stuff, go look at their family tree, look where their families yeah. are, pictures of their house, all that stuff. You, all that information, consider that you're literally telling predators everything that's there. Yeah, and that, that's a good um, point. <clears throat> you mentioned the associate part of it, right? So if I can't find information on a person I'm looking for or target, yeah. you know, the next best place to go is their immediate circle. Who are they talking to? You know, it's very likely that you'll end up on one of your buddies' posts on Facebook, right? Even if you don't have your own. Mm-hmm. So that's a good place to go for okay. sure. Yeah. It's like when you find out what a chick really looks like, you go to her, the, the what is it, the uploads? You go to yeah. where her friends just uploaded the, the photos. And then you're like, that's what you really look like. Because yeah. <laughs> the friends never really care. They just upload the pictures. Anyways, from my single days. You know, don't be sensitive, people. <laughs> it's not that the friends don't care. It's that they want to be pretty in the other ones. That's what it is. Yeah, that's probably exactly what it yeah. is. Most of the ones where they're pretty and then, the, you know, anyways. Um, yeah. So, yeah, consider those things. Consider your circles. Know how to lock your social media profile down so that only friendlies can see it. If you're like me and you're building, you know, trying to build your empire and social media is one of the engines running that, then consider everything that you're posting, <laughs> you know, because yeah. uh, I'm welcoming the public essentially to my platforms. Which uh, is crazy because when you, you asked me to do this podcast, you're like, yeah, it's going to be a video. And I'm like, dang, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but the whole point is, is right. It's like, I'm not too paranoid. You know, you watch this video, you yeah. get my face, you know, so be it. I'm a good guy. I'm not up there doing anything bad. So yeah. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. No. And that's the game. I'm a good guy too, man. And, you know, we do what we can and we train to be ready. And we, you know, that's the game <laughs> that we play, man. That's right. Like, yeah. I mean, the question is kind of how does cybersecurity impact physical security? I think these things are like cyclical, like they kind of walk hand in hand. We've kind of been talking about that. Yeah. And, you know, you can also talk about other things too, like as far yeah. as, I, I may or may not have mentioned in class, you know, when you're at the Starbucks, you know, which Wi-Fi are you connecting to, mm. you know, um, the weakest link is a human, like we said. So if someone really wants to get you, they're going to figure out a way to access your device, you know, and it could be as simple as, as shoulder surfing. You know, if I'm, if you're my target and you're at the airport, maybe I just walk up behind you and watch you type in your password on your laptop, you know? Mm. So, you know, it's, there's plenty of ways in which cyber related crime comes into play. Huh. What would you say about the uh, camera on the computer, man? I've seen people have tape over them. I put tape over mine for a little while just in case. Yeah. I had to take the tape off for this interview. <laughs> all right. That's all I needed to know. That's all I needed to know. There's, there's certainly ways to get into a camera and film people from their devices. Um, I think that that's pretty well known now. Okay. But you, you got to think that every single thing that we do now yeah. is, is essentially flying through the air and some kind of, you know, radio wave Wi-Fi or, or a hard line, you know, be a, an ethernet cable, but that stuff's all connected to the internet. Unless you got, you know, some network hardware in place, firewalls and whatnot, you're going to be, be vulnerable potentially. Hmm. So, you know, security has gotten really good for cybersecurity in general, but wow. Yeah, that's why the people put that tape up there because you just never know. You know, maybe that camera's watching you. And, but again, if you've got nothing embarrassing going on in front of that camera, then who cares, right? You can listen to my conversation all day. So. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. But that's good to know, man. That's good. To, uh, those are considerations, you know. Um, 
because it's definitely been in and out of my brain multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna you go put that tinfoil on at night, huh? Better believe it, man. I'm about to go get some <laughs> interview. So, what are some types of attacks? Some types of you know cyber attacks that take place that people should be aware of? Yeah, the I guess the biggest and the most common. I mean, we've seen some very creative uh, scams and crimes, but essentially most of these attacks are happening from user error. So someone clicks on a link Mm. or they think they won the lottery and it's being held up in some other country. And if they just send back their information, they'll get it. So most importantly, if if you don't recognize a source or what's going on, who the email's from, don't click on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's too good to be true. If it's too good to be true. (laughs) That's right, man. If you don't know where your money's coming from, your income, then, you know, this, unlikely you've got a secret source. And if you do, I want to know about it because I'm going to get me some of that too. Yeah. Just, you know, know what you're clicking on. Don't be complacent. You know, just like we check our doors and our homes, you know, and our windows, we make sure everything's locked up. You know, if you're in a foreign country or on a business trip mm-hmm. and you're logged in somewhere, first of all, don't log in on the foreign machine. But second of all, don't stay logged in. It's funny. I was in a country on vacation mm-hmm. and they had a computer in the room and I needed to use it for whatever reason. And, and I'm like the last person to use someone else's computer, but we had to use it. And I fire up the internet and there's someone logged into their Yahoo email account. And I'm like, God, you know, like how crazy yeah. can you be? You know, you don't know who's in this room. Right. So like what types of attacks are out there? Cause I hear you guys talk about like spearing attacks, spear phishing attacks and like yeah. octopus attacks and like all these cool sound things on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah so the, like, the you give us like a quick these are the animals in the forest and these are what they do kind of thing yeah so so phishing is the one that we've been talking about the organizational email where mm-hmm. i'm trying to target you via an email to kind of get your credentials or get inside your organization however it may be yeah. spear phishing would be like the more direct way where i'm offering byron that 50 percent off discount on the gun store and i'm after byron specifically um, you've got ransomware, which is huge. And I'll tell you what, that's a huge problem. Ransomware is where essentially, however, whatever method it comes in, you click on a link or you do something to basically encrypt your, your computer and a screen will pop up and say, Hey, send me, you know, a hundred Bitcoin to unlock and get your files back. So it's basically. Oh, hostage. oh, oh no. Yeah. Is yeah. that real? That's, that real. happens to people, bro. It's and then, very common. Very what do you do? With, what do you do? Uh, you're hosed, man. I mean, it's... Is the computer really... Do they really got your computer? They got it. Yeah, and we've seen... Ah! It's getting so bad now to where we're so seeing, <laughs> you know, people controlling other people. Yeah. You know, in the same kind of scenario, but with their phone. So I can walk it to the bank and have you dump, you know, your bank account to me to get your computer back, you know, and I can watch you walk down to the bank the whole time. So there's some crazy scenarios going on, but the ransomware is a huge one. And the problem with ransomware is if I'm a company that's guarded to protect your information or my customer's information, and I need to get that back ASAP, I'll probably pay the ransom to get those files back. But of course the problem then is that you don't have a clean system. You know, I'm going to come back with ransomware the next week and get you for double the price. Yeah. Don't negotiate with terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, so is this ransomware thing like everyone being targeted or just civilian, like just execs and corporate stuff? Or is this like everybody can get, is this like an express kidnapping problem yet? Yeah, there's, there's very targeted events. And then there's also like casting the wide net because, it, you know, it could take me just a few minutes to go set up a ransomware and, and attack someone if I wanted to. And, you know, the, so that brings up, I guess, a, a second defense is, we talked about is something embarrassing to you. If not, don't worry about it. As long as you don't keep anything embarrassing or super private on your computer and you got good backups, you know, that haven't been touched by the ransomware. It's like, you know, I can just rebuild my system. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. can start over. I can lose my documents. I'll just, I got clouds. There's a yeah. burner, son. Yeah. Have it. You know yeah. Some of the other scams. I mean, we've seen the romance. Hold on with this, with this ransomware though. Like yeah. how do we recognize like what don't you click on to not hit the ransomware tripwire like how does this go down you know what i'm saying it's like dudes like late night on his websites and then all of a sudden boom gotcha or is yeah. this like uh dudes like just trying to go to his favorite website clicks on an ad and it's like gotcha yeah there's so many ways uh um, have to click on something or is this just like you open your computer and it's like it's your turn yeah usually it's it's user initiated so okay 
I clicked on something or I did something I shouldn't have, or I, I tried to download, you know, Photoshop for free because I'm cheap, you know? And so I went to some BitTorrent website and I tried to download the legitimate Photoshop and I got a bad one, you know? So it, it could be, yeah, downloading music, videos, you know? Do you have to download something in order for this to take place? No, it can, Dang it. There's, there's, a lot, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of ways it can get in your system. But from what we're seeing in most of the cases, it's, it's targeted. Okay. So like, like like big data. So hospitals are targeted. Banks are targeted. You know, the people with the most bang for their buck, right? Okay. Because someone ransomware is my computer. You know, I'm not going to pay someone asked for a hundred bucks. I'm going to say, Nope, I'm going to start over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't have a hundred bucks to pay for that. You know? Yeah. But you're talking about millions of bank records and hospital records and HIPAA violations, you know, health record compliance stuff or credit card compliance. You know, maybe that organization can spend two million bucks to get their data back, mm-hmm. you know, to remain in compliance. So you really kind of probably something that bigger fish in the sea that have you've got to be kind of a more attractive target to attract these stinking computer ransom guys. Yeah, I'd say so for now. For yeah. now, yeah, exactly. Until it turns into an express kidnapping thing, everyone's got at least five hundred dollars. I'll take you to the ATM machine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So usually it's you said victim initiated. So usually you're like probably going off the beaten path somewhere, being enticed off the beaten path somewhere. Maybe you're on the dark web poking around. Yeah, you, can't you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then and then you step in something and you're caught, and they're like, "Yo, give me your stuff." What other types of traps do we have? Uh, we talked about the romance scam. You know, you got the, just any of those funny looking emails, man. But this romance scam, like this is the one where people are like, hey, you know, like I love you and I'm a little bit way too hot to be loving you. Yeah. And someone just wants to believe it. So they do. Lonely dude, you know, looking for a girlfriend. Yeah. Finds a, you know, a catfish, pretty looking girl that says, I just want to be with you. I want to come to your country and marry you, but you just got to send money back to my family to help us out, you know, and it's usually elder people, elderly people that are targeted. Uh But, but again, these people are getting fished from online, right? So they're just trolling the internet looking for people to attack. That's all they're doing. Yeah. Okay. What else kind of parties do we have going on out there? Oh God, man. There's so many. I've, I've seen the, uh, you've got a warrant for your arrest. Come down and pay it scam. Really? Yeah. Where do you pay it? You go to the cop. I mean, yeah. Wire it here. Send it there. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's the one that my wife had a couple months ago, where the guy's like, "I am Mohammed. I am an IRS representative. (laughs) Badge number four, four, five, six, eight, nine." And I was like, "Just give me the phone. Give me the phone, babe." She was all. That's a big one. The IRS scam. Yeah, man. She was all like, "Babe, what do we do?" I'm like, "God bless you. Give me the phone." Man, if the IRS wants to get a hold of you, they're going to get a hold of you. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to call you up and say, pay this fee real quick. Right. So or they're just going to garnish your wages. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> that happens in America. Okay. Anyways, uh, what else do we have out there? Any other like interesting ones? Yeah, that's, that's most of them. You know, the one that a lot of people don't think about is just simple extortion. Right. So, you know, we're talking about relationships gone bad or maybe your client's you know, previous partnerships gone bad. Hey, I've got this photo of, you know, a nude photo or something and give me, give me money or I'm going to leak it, you know? So a very personal attack. And that's still a cyber attack. I mean, that's still, yeah. hundred percent. Still got a crime, still got a victim. Yeah. And that's still, that's big inside of the, in a lot of circles, but it gets, it's big inside of the celebrity circles. It's big inside of all those like reputation, reputation kind of precarious kind of situations that we deal in. You got the political environment too. I mean, it's just so hot right now that right. it doesn't have to be a nude photo. It can be a stupid comment and someone grabs it before you take it down and, and that's it. And that, and it's ruining your campaign, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. a thorn in your side and it's, you know, um, and you know, in, in politics, even on an interpersonal level inside of people's lives too, people still do crimes like this, you know, on the civilian level to each other. Yeah. Uh, and I guess in school, you know, I haven't really been in that realm, but I, I'm hearing the whole cyberbullying and like kids can't get away from bullying now. They get bullied at school, they go home, they get bullied on social media type thing um, is becoming more and more of an issue. Yeah. And the man, the school shooter thing, you yeah. know, I've got to wonder too, if, you know, popularity has always been a thing. And always. 
you know, and, and if someone's getting, you know, 20,000 followers on Instagram and some lonely kids not getting anything, you know, you got to imagine that that to them is probably the same kind of feeling as in person. Yeah. It's kind of, I'm off and just, that's what it takes, you know? Yeah. And that is actually a consideration, especially everyone's like hanging out at school and it's like a little badge of courage. It's like you used to get stars and trash in first grade when you're doing good. Now, you know, like how many likes you have on whatever. And I know I've heard a lot in some of my psychology classes that kids are using like adults are on Facebook and Instagram. Like kids are using all these like weird little social media platforms that uh, other people that the parents don't know about adults yeah. don't even like have any idea what the heck that is. And they're doing all their little weirdness on there or being hunted on there. And, you know, let's talk about that a little bit about kids wandering yeah. off and kind of being hunted, man. I mean, I know you've dealt with that stuff. You know, it's like a, a predator's candy shop, you know, all these online applications. And, you know, I, I don't think there's enough being done as far as due diligence to make sure that account creators are who they are. Mm -hmm. online right i think that the company should be held accountable for that um but it's so easy to go grab a kid online mm -hmm. now with all these applications that are coming out you know the snapchats and tiktok i'm hearing about now and tiktok what's this tiktok i guess tiktok is kind of like you remember vine yeah kind of yeah i i hear that tiktok is kind of like like vine slash snapchat it was musically converted over mm -hmm. um but it, you know, it's marketed towards teenagers and, and young kids. Yeah. And you know, what a better place for a creep to hang out, right? Than some of these applications and to say that he's 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And he's masked and there's like a target rich environment and there's invariably going to be psychologically vulnerable, starving for energy, uh, attention, uh, little human beings running around in there. Right. That aren't guarded. And just want to, we don't know where he's at. Yeah. They don't, we don't know where he's at and they just want to like be invited somewhere and be wanted and be feel cool and uh, all these different things. And it's too easy. That sounds way too easy. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately way too easy under the lack of supervision. Like I know it's gotta be, I'm not a parent, but I know it's gotta be tempting as heck to like throw a phone at your kid and be like, yo, I got stuff to do. Like, like, yeah. like play with this. You know what I mean? That's gotta be tempting, but man, I gotta be honest. It's like scares the heck out of me. <laughs> I agree hundred percent. I have no clue how I'm going to do that either. You know, when right. I'm a parent, I have no idea. Yeah. You know, uh, in my ignorance, I'm like, I, I just, I just, I'm going to have to have some kind of safe guards and parameters on those devices. I think, you know, it's, yeah. do you know of any tools that are good for that for any of the parents listening or um, there's a bunch of native settings now in, in your Android or Apple that you can, you can monitor, you know, you can deny access to those applications in the first place. Mm. You know, but the problem is that with smart schools and STEM education and everything, you know, everyone's getting online now. And if they're not doing it at home, it's in the classroom. Yeah. So, you know, we're just going to have to, we're always going to be behind in cyber. Always, always going to okay, be Okay, it's like that. Yeah. Because right. yeah, we're going to have so, to build TTPs based off what they do. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah, we're just going to have to to work harder you know, and it's always going to be reactive, like the school shooter stuff, you know, yeah. we can monitor events and, and, uh, we can monitor social media all day long, mm -hmm. but you know, when that kid goes sideways, you know, now we're reacting to the threat. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I'm, I don't know, like kind of excited about that I'm doing with my company is the getting into doing like a case conceptualization on someone who does do something that warrants attention and looking for clusters of behavior and things like that online to try to be proactive about these things. Does this person have the means to uh, attack us that we can see here? You know, oh, this guy who made a weird threat against their client does have these guns, you know, does have, is at the range training. He has made a number of different references to, you know, having animosity against these groups, these culture groups that my client may be a part of, or just in general, or, oh, look at these like, eight posts, this does showcase like that he might be emotionally unstable. You know what I mean? Like, and like, whilst some of it may not be like uh, permissible in court or while some of it may not be, you know, the validity of a lot of it because it is a case conceptualization and a theoretical kind of presentation is still arguable. 
I feel like it really does give us a good understanding of who we're dealing with if it's done right. And um, it's a good bit of diligence to do so that when you do see that person in the crowd, you know, you're moving with, you're acting with a little bit more of a knowledge base than, than, than you would be if, if we haven't extra, hadn't extracted that information and taken a little bit of time to analyze that person. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's the good side of, of the intelligence and the internet is that it's good on both fronts. You know, we can kind of see our threats coming mm-hmm. in some instances and it's just like how someone would telegraph their body movement, right? Yep. Before an attack, maybe you pick up on those little cues and we can mm-hmm. do that now because of, of the internet. Yeah. So you might catch wind of something. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of these shooters with regards to these uh, workplace violence and active shooter situations, they kind of telegraphed their trash before they did it. it was, it's a very high percentage of them. If I remember correctly, before going to shoot the church up or whatever they did, we're talking about kind of how they really disagreed with this. And there's pictures of them with their AR 15 or whatever gun they did the crime with. And there's all this kind of data that if someone who was, had the right mindset and training looked at their account prior to this, these incidents, they could have, they could have, they could have recognized a lot of these. And now that there's more incidents like this, security professionals are being trained on what signs to look for. In fact, corporations and, you know, I've got something that I'm going to be teaching soon for a corporate client. And it's all about recognizing these types of things. You know, I would What a good market too. I mean, for, for your listeners and for you is, you know, have that education before. Yeah. I would say go so far as to say that educating your workplace, like injecting into the culture of, you know, your school, you know, your company, the understanding of, you know, the types of things to look for on social media. You know, if this person's posting aggressive things and, and, and violent things, it's kind of not really necessarily to be taken lightly. Johnny just got fired or expelled from school and he seems really angry. Maybe the security officer at school or, uh, the corporate security officer should look at that person's social media, you know what I mean? Yeah. For a little while, just kind of see what kind of stuff Johnny's going home and posting, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Solid. What would be the hardest lessons you've learned in this cybersecurity realm, man? You know, it's too easy to be complacent. Just like in, uh-huh. in physical security, sometimes you're like too much is too much and you give a little. Yeah. You no. Know? And I've tried to do the whole like super paranoid, erase my whole digital footprint. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've tried and it's hard and it, it just kind of makes you crazy. So, yeah. but there's a certain level, you know, you got to operate in that condition orange. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to always yeah. be on your toes and, you know, something's always happening whether or not you can see it. Mm. So yeah, just, you know, don't give up too much of your, of your data, your personal stuff, know your threat model and, and what you're putting out there. You know, if you're not afraid to lose it, don't worry about it, but mm. expect to be hacked or breached or targeted at some point. You got to always operate with that mindset, just like in the physical yeah. world. Yeah. You, know? huh. you walk down that dark alley, you might get jumped one day. Yeah. Well, we don't do all this preparation. Like, you know, like I'm not in my brain being like, you know, I hope this never happens. Like I'm literally in my brain when I'm at the range, when I'm at the gym, when I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm literally like, when this goes down, I'm about to go to, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm I'm like in my brain all day, like, all right, we're about to hit this door. You know, I'm going to check all my hard points. And if someone's standing over here, I want to be standing here so that I have the drop on them here. If they do this, you know I mean? Like we're going to the vehicle. I'm sending this guy out first, going ahead, take a look. You know what I mean? Like I'm expecting something to happen all the time, you know, and it, you, 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 you end up generating enough bandwidth to do that and look relaxed and keep everyone cool. But kind of with the cyber thing too, like if you're in the game, I guess that is the mindset, man. Expect yeah. to be attacked at some point, huh? Right. And now with the internet of things too, I mean. Internet of things? Yeah. Like how do you mean? Oh man, the Amazon Echo, the, uh, uh, you know, the smartwatches, the, the yeah. ring doorbells, you know, we're opening up all these avenues of, of attack. That's true. So is this ring doorbell a bad thing? No, I, I like ring. I think it's, I mean, you got to imagine you're putting thousands of cameras on the street, you know, yeah. potentially like that is a huge resource for, mm. um, you know, communities coming together and people who care about security. That's true. You know, starting to become aware of it, which I think is the biggest thing about about ring is that people do it for their own security. And in doing that, you're creating a community of people that care. That's really cool. Yeah. Like, the connectivity is on point. What about these ones that like unlock the door if you put a certain code in? Man, that's like me duplicating my key and giving it out to, to the world and being like, just try it. You know what I just mean? Just try it. 
Yeah, you know, the more you connect to the internet, the more avenues of attack that you're opening. Yeah. Uh, I don't use any of those smart kind of kind of things. It's just they're a little spooky to me. Those kind of too smart kind of things. Like, yeah. let's just make sure we have mechanical locks and stuff too, guys. Yeah, but then you uh, got people picking locks, you know? So it's like yeah. same thing in cyber. Yeah, okay. Okay, get Dodds mount turrets that have motion sensors, fine. <laughs> yeah. Right? Jeez, man. What about Apple, man? Like, is Apple, is my Mac, is a MacBook, not that I have a MacBook. You guys don't need to know about that. <laughs> but is a MacBook, like, all this stuff about how it's got the most gangsterist protection in the game, is that a real thing? Or, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we, so we're talking about, like, access to your, like, if someone gets your device in hand, right? You know, okay. is it secure? Uh-huh. Um, if you elevate your security settings on your Android or your Apple devices, and by that I mean, you know, you turn on the extra stuff, you okay. know, so instead of the four digit, you're using the six or the yeah. 10, you know, um, if you're using all good security practices, let's just call it that. Okay. If you're responsible, you're probably okay. Mm. We've come a long way in security and Android and Apple are leading that market. As long as you're practicing good security practices, I would say that you're okay from most people. Yeah. Okay, cool. For most people. Because realistically, your your street dudes aren't gonna know this stuff. The right. guys that probably are gonna steal your stuff probably aren't gonna know this stuff. Right. In order for you to this is theoretically, you know, so don't be saying Byron said like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but like in order for you to run into someone who has a knowledge base to really like ruin your day and your stuff goes missing you probably are swimming on a level. You're probably big enough fish to where it's worth it to bring in a specialist like that. Is there any other like best method for cyber protection or best practices that we could leave folks with? You know, like what do you do? It sounds like education is the primary. Yeah. When it, when it comes to the, yeah, just safeguarding your stuff. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say education is huge. You know, one of the first things that corporations will do to prevent mm-hmm. hackers and, and data breaches is they just educate their staff. You know, this is what a funny email looks like. This is, you know, what social engineering is. You know, that yeah. guy wearing the fake costume walking in, not scanning his badge. You know, the kind of things that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, use good, strong passwords. Change them mm-hmm. frequently. You know, we could get real deep on that on the privacy side, but mm-hmm. good passwords, unique to each site. Yeah. You know, Use encryption if you have it for your devices, your phones, your computers. Definitely use encryption. Mm-hmm. Um, protect your home network. Don't leave it open. Obviously, right? We're, we're learning yeah. all these things as we go along. Because yeah. people can get into your home network and jack oh, your stuff. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, yeah, that's like running everything. You know, that's like you giving your phone to me and saying, go to town. Really you know, connect to my network. So um, yeah, you can, most, most routers are doing a pretty good job today on protecting your whole network as long as you use good, strong password. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can certainly add in firewalls and, and network hardware to, to strengthen your home network. But okay. that's something that we see elevated clients or executives doing. Okay. And you can get jammed up getting on public Wi-Fi. How safe is public Wi-Fi? Uh, it's getting better, okay. but Again, you want to only connect to the devices that you know and trust. Okay. Because um, you know, if it's not if it's not some creeper dude watching that network traffic, it's some company or someone else, right? It's your internet service provider, mm-hmm. or it's the the Hilton that you're connected to, or someone's watching yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. Okay, and then I think the other huge takeaway is, ladies and gentlemen, pay attention to what you're posting. You know what I mean? Like if I really wanted to get up in your trash, I'll go on your social media and I'm not even a bad guy. Like I'm not even, I don't even do this all day, you know, on my couch with Jerry Springer on the background. I'm just saying, you know, like how hard would it be to go on there? If I was a gun guy, look at your last, like, like my dude was talking about, look at your last, you know, 50, 60 posts. Be like, yo, this dude got this gun, what I want, you know, uh, little broken English in there just to spice it up, (laughs) you know? And then I'm like, okay, cool. What's his workflow? What's his day look like? Seems like he's going to the gym every day at this time. Seems like he's leaving at that time. Seems like the gun's probably at his house at this time or that time. Where does he live? There's all these pictures. Look at him in the front yard when he first got his new car or it's whatever it is. This is possibly, you can probably do this better than I could. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but like, I'm just like speeding through this thing, you know, and 
who are his relatives, look at all their social media platforms, see what other information I can gather about like who all the family members are, where you actually stay at. Did you geotag any of these pictures that you took? Are you taking the geotags off? When I say geotag, you checking in at places? You ever check in at your house? You ever check in at your job pimping? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, like, and then next thing you know, I'm just kind of knowing when I can break into your house and get into <laughs> and get whatever it is I want, you know, like, and that's just, you know, these are considerations and there's people doing this around the clock all over the world. Yeah. Being a criminal used to be hard, man. Right. <laughs> you know, used to be hard. Uh, those are my main considerations. Anything you want to, in closing, you know, cut out there for people to think about. Yeah. Just, you know, be careful with your stuff, but know that there's, you know, good guys out there doing their job too. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to just bring light, you know, you had Ed on the show talking about human trafficking and the kidnapping mm-hmm. that's going on all over the internet. Um, now is that only happening in Mexico or is that happening in the United States? Oh man, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Human trafficking is, is, you know, slavery. It's sex yeah. slavery. It's, it's, you know, kid slavery. You know, it's, it's almost disturbing how much I see human trafficking related. It is so rampant everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like a, did you hear of? It's like, no, this is happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of these people are found in my experience online, you know, mm-hmm. so you find that girl who's maybe not as confident as she wants to be. And mm-hmm. you start cultivating this person and grooming them to be a victim in the sex trade. You know? And how does this, how does this go down? Like human trafficking incident, standard vanilla. How does it go down? Not that any of them are vanilla, but like what's, what's it usually look like if you don't mind me? Uh, standard. Yeah. Some dude starts paying attention to a girl mm-hmm. before you know it, she feels special and then she's willing to do stuff for, money Mm -hmm. and during that time she's subject to abuse and emotional abuse physical abuse um and then before they know it they're enslaved is he like kidnapping this chick sometimes it happens yeah sometimes but most of the time or a lot of the times you wouldn't necessarily know what's going on like it's going on in your house to your daughter and you don't know that this is happening yeah you think she's going out with her friends or her boyfriend uh and she's being sold to multiple men per night or women or whatever that is mortifying. Huge. Yeah. It's like, you know, a lot of people are bringing light to this now, but it's been going mm. on for a long time. It's so easy now with the internet. Wow. And drugs, like, do they play a huge part in it usually, or is it kind of a mind game more often than not? You know, I'd say it starts off as a mind game and mm. then it kind of evolves into introducing drugs and, and as a way of manipulation, right? As a way of control. Mm. So you know, we know that drugs have effect on the brain. Yeah. And you can control someone and, and basically their whole life and then you start drugging them up. You've got a, a perfect, you've got them perfect. Uh, yeah. Mix there. And this is like, I mean, I heard some crazy thing that like California or maybe it was Arizona was like the capital for this type of stuff in the U S like, I believe that. Yeah. I don't know stats. I just know yeah. that like we come across it way too much. Man, and if we don't see true evidence of it or that it's going down, we see the, you know, the poaching for it. We see the initial conversations that kind of start popping up about it. Mm. And that's wow. where it's scary. So, and what's like a demographic, like a target demographic, uh, victim demographic on that age varies, but I'd say, you know, middle school, high school. Really? Yeah. Middle school, high school is where it kind of starts. It's basically when you get that first cell phone. <laughs> when you've wow. got access to the rest of the world and the people that are, that are doing this. Yeah. And that's happening. Like we're talking underage stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. And well, yeah, I mean every age, but um, it starts young. Yeah. It's gnarly. Yo, watch your devices and watch the people you love. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Just be careful, you know, protect yourself, protect your family, be aware of what your kids are doing on their phones yeah. or their computers. Have those conversations, you know, make them aware of what's going on. Mm. If uh, someone wanted to go and find some resources for equipping themselves with knowledge, not to become a victim of these types or how to protect their families, do you have any resources you can suggest real quick? Yeah. Um, I, my, my main workflow, I'd say Google it, start searching for what are the most common hacking related incidents or, you know, how is social media used to fight crime? Those kind of things. Um, there's plenty of resources online and I can't think of any off the top of my head. 
Yeah. But for corporations, you know, the free webinars and stuff for, hey, this is what your HR department needs to watch to prevent phishing attacks and mm. resources like that. Yeah. Good to go, man. Well, geez, it's been good, Eric. It's been good yeah. talking to you about this stuff, man. What are you up to these days and where can people find you, brother? Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm still doing my, my nine to five. Um, I just put my website up tonight. Hopefully it's up and running by the time this, this hits. You can just go to ericschmidt.com. It's E-R-I-C-H-S-C-H-M-I-D-T.com. And it's just going to be a one pager for how to get a hold of me. I'm um, getting on social media for branding purposes. And I know people are going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's the game, man. I know. That's where the I'm, eyeballs are right now. That's it. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at D-F-I-R underscore Eric. D-F-I-R underscore Eric. Awesome. Um, and there's nothing up there yet, but we're going to be working together and building a brand and talking yeah. about cybersecurity yeah. and, and helping people out. Yeah, absolutely. No, we got a lot more stuff to do, man. It's definitely going to be good to go. <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, well, we will. Um, let's see here. We got some stuff coming up. Going to have Yo stand by for the Executive Protection Lifestyle first event. That's coming up. Yes. Check the website for that. It's going to be awesome. We got some, like, we got some good people coming to speak at that. It's just, just, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. I'll give you guys dates on it soon. And uh, that's it, man. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Thanks for joining us, Eric. It was an honor. And uh, I'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure, man. Thank and, you so much, Byron. Yeah, thank you, brother. To support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month. $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation. Com, and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out. <laughs>